Welcome to episode 25 of Girl Take the Lead, where each week we explore womanhood and leadership. Thank you for being here. This episode continues the conversation we started in episode 23 about the book Bittersweet by Susan Cain, and in episode 24, we had some fun looking at music and movies as examples of the bittersweet tendency towards life. In this episode, we hear from the millennial and the Gen Z perspective from Kiki and Emma, who offer examples of their music for us to experience and hear what they long for. And just a reminder that we've inserted just a few seconds of music to be consistent with fair use laws. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Here we go. So Kiki, welcome. <laughs> Me, long time uh, listener, first time caller. <laughs> I'm happy. Just to- kidding. We are uh, back to discuss bittersweet music. Yeah. Because as I spoke to you, you brought up different music. And Mm -hmm. when I heard a song that you had, I went, oh, that's a great example of bittersweet. It's about longing. And you Mm -hmm. explained to me that, uh, no mom, that is not a longing song. (laughs) Far from it. <laughs> what song was that? It was Workout by J. Cole. <laughs> there you go. It was, it's, yeah, it's not sad in any, uh, any way. Right. <laughs> so, so, funny. We got a good thing. Don't know if I'm going to see you again. But is that a good thing? Because, girl, I can't be your man. No, man. I know what's on your brain. You probably hope it never would end. Like, is it the real thing, or is it just a one-night stand? Well then, let me see you get high and go low. Now, girl, won't you drop that thing down to the flow? I'm here for one night, how far will you go? I want to see you. So then we talked about it a little bit, and you came up with different examples. So you want to just mention those examples um yeah. for our listeners and yeah. when you go to listen to them oh my gosh yeah definitely so the first one i thought of which i think is a really bittersweet song is by nelly Furtado, and it's all things come to an end and i guess what it's really about it's like you know some of the lyrics flames to dust lovers to friends why do all good things come to an end? So it's kind of acknowledging like, you know, in our life, there's going to be good things that, that happen to us, whether it be like a relationship or a career or, you know, some certain experience or opportunity, but, you know, there's, and there's kind of an end that has to happen there. Not always, but when it does, it can feel pretty, pretty yeah. sad, you know? And, um, so I feel like, and it's a really beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I, at first, maybe you wouldn't, uh, clock that, that is actually kind of a sad song. Flames to dust, lovers to friends. Why do all good things come to an end? Flames to dust, lovers to friends. Why do all good things come to an end? 
Yeah, I think you're pointing to that. Sometimes it's not just the melody alone. Yeah. But the words that yeah. and the lyrics that take us places that, and to what somebody might feel. It's just like when I was listening to that song, you, that seemed up, seemed sad to me. You were, mm-hmm. you had a different experience of it being yeah. kind of, um, no, mom, that's not sad. So, right. So I think that's, that's great. Yeah. What else comes up for you? But we had two other examples, I think that you gave. Yeah. Um, Pills and Potions by Nicki Minaj is like uh, a pretty sad song a bit. And it, I think it showed longing for someone that maybe did you wrong. Like, you know, even though you're mad at them, you still long for that kind of good mm-hmm. energy between you two. So it's kind of like a conflict of sorts. Uh, a lot of the song is, you know, talking about how Nicki Minaj is, you know, still still loves this person, even though they they did something really distasteful or something. Right. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, the, the lyrics, I feel like really explain like a inner conflict of sorts, like the good and the bad. Right. That you have for someone. The third one was, was Feather by Nunjabes, but Feather isn't. You know, I feel like it, I don't know. I feel like for bittersweet songs, I really focus on the lyricism. Yeah. And that's how I kind of tell if it's a bittersweet song, but the melody, I think in Feather, you could argue that it is definitely like, um, Light as a feather when I'm floating through, reading through the daily news, measuring the hurt within the golden rule. Centimeters of ether, I'm heating the speaker. Motivational teacher with words that burn people. Singing the headlines, lying with discord. It's either genocide or the planet in uproar. Never good. The rules of paradise are never nice. The best. Um, I don't think, you know, Feather isn't really a sad song, but I feel like I don't know if bittersweet and sad songs are kind of the same. I think that particular artist always has sort of this melodic yeah. place. It kind of it vibrates almost yeah. in your body. Yeah. Um, you've, you've given me a couple other songs by, by them and I get what yeah. you're saying. Sometimes it's just, it takes you somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because one quote from the Feather song that I really like is um, drifting away like a feather in air, letting my soul take me away from the herded despair. Mm. So I'm going to keep it vertical forever elevator, riding the escalator to something that is greater. Right. So maybe like taking the high road uh, on times where, you know, you could be hurt or, you know, maybe devastated about something. Do you, do you find yourself and, um, Emma, you're, you're on too here. So 
going to these songs all the time or mm. are they just part of your playlist and they just sort of rotate in and you find yourself using it that way? Or when do you go to these songs? Definitely when I'm feeling like, I, I know like Nelly Furtado's All Good Things. I was listening to that today because I'm like processing, mm-hmm. you know, an end of something, you know, an ending of a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. with someone. So it it's, it's really helped me get through it and remain positive and same with Feather too, because it's, you know, I feel like these songs, I really, I kind of keep mentioning this with the lyrics. I really mm-hmm. kind of see mm-hmm. almost as like a message or a reminder that I need. Emma, you, you wanted to weigh in on this too. Um, and some of the songs that you consider to be bittersweet. Yeah. So you want to talk a little bit about them? Like in, like in what sort of context, like... Like, what is it about Josier, for example, that you like? Because it seems like that always seems to start off pretty low and then it crescendos. Honey, just put your sweet lips on my lips. We should just kiss like real people do. Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because Hosier is like, so he's an Irish musician Mm -hmm. and he gets a lot of his influence from um, American soul rock and, you know, that sort of thing. And I personally like him because like, I I really like him as a person. Like he's, he's quite a radical in his own way. And he's, he kind of advocates for kindness and acceptance and all forms and he does a really, he, he kind of supports like activism, culture and, and everything like that. So it's one of my favorite things about him. Um, but as far as his songs go and it being bittersweet, it's just like, I don't know, in a, in a lot of ways, I think it's not to, not to get so grandiose about it, but um, my entire generation has ha- their entire lives, like politically and socially have been faced with a lot of new challenges that haven't been faced before, like the existential crisis of global warming and like, you know, Black Lives Matter and all these new changes happening. And so they haven't always been great. And, you know, when I think about it, like Kiki is probably the same here is like my entire life, the United States has been at war with somebody where there has been a, an armed conflict somewhere in the world. And so kind of having that sort of like peripheral, like sadness and sort of seeing the destruction of war and having that be like chasing us our entire life, like relishing in the bittersweet sounds of like hosier and that sort of thing. Having like the, the sad songs that are like right. happy, sad, and you can kind of like live in that exist in that, you know, existence and in that moment that's particularly what I really like about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I also also, like that I found that they're, they're just groovy songs. You less balloon and leaping 
Or fed a staring sequence on you Your atlas and it's sleeping And when you move, I moved When you move, I can recall Something that's gone from me When you move, honey, I'm putting all Something so flawed and free Yeah, I where Kiki talked about lyrics that she goes to um, in her songs. I think with Josier, for example, that you you have in one song both the bitter and the sweet because he gets the it sounds like a mix of minor and major chords in in the same song. Like you get you get this lifting up. So it's not just a one melody kind of experience for you. Yeah, like his songs are very much sort of, you know, in pop, if we think about the songs being like catchy beats or catchy lyrics that are constantly repetitive, like Hosier's songs, for example, and same with Grigory Alan Isikov's, they're both very ballad based. And so they don't have that sort of repetition. And so they kind of, have this sort of musical moment that kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, like to your point, it, it does kind of have this sort of sadness, but also kind of operates in its own way and with highs and lows and, and whatnot. Right. That I got to tell you the first time that I listened to the Isakov um, songs you gave us, um, the stable song, and if I go, I'm going. This house. She's holding secrets Got my chains Behind the bed In a coffee can Throw my knuckles in Just in case I have to leave I will go if you ask me to And I will stay every day I, I couldn't get what the songs are about. <laughs> no I'm kidding. No, I had to go and print the lyrics to understand what it was saying, because it would be like in a coffee can, throw my nickels in, in just in case I have to leave. I I didn't, you know, like I was getting the actual word, but I wasn't getting the meaning. And then when I took a closer look at the lyrics, you know, um, the one about if I go, I'm, I I'm going where he says this house, she's holding secrets. I got my change behind the bed. Then it made sense about relationships, right? That the house was a metaphor for relationship. And then, then I could relate to it a lot better. Mm-hmm. But um, do, do lyrics mean 
a lot to you, Em, or is it something more like melody? I, th- I think for me, I think too, with like the advent of TikTok and stuff, it's the music used in videos like that. Like it's more about like the mood it sets rather than the lyrics. So like mm-hmm. in some instances, it's like that. But like with Hosier and like with those deeper songs, like it is kind of, I, I listen to the lyrics um, and it is kind of, it's kind of like, putting myself in a new surreal space that kind of takes me out of the moment, which is sometimes necessary. Yes. Of course. Um, like, so Gregory Allen has a song called, uh, that see the gambler. I think it, very much more of like a sailor ballad sort of vibe Uh and you know obviously like I am not listening to it because I want to be a sailor on a boat it it kind of just puts me in a certain mood right Um, right and that that's kind of cool so it's that's kind of what it is for me and how about Patrick Watson you'll have to pronounce that title for us I'm uh, my French is terrible but I think it's uh yeah like because he sings it in the song so i'm like just trying to remember okay Um, but it it went viral like the last few years on tiktok like it's the epitome of like sad sad song (laughs) but it's really pretty and like the piano part of it is like enchanting and you know it's quite lovely Uh uh-huh it's different because like so like I listen to a lot of this music when I'm reading and sometimes I just read it to like set the setting in my head sort of and kind of keep me immersed in the book and that's kind of how I feel with that song it's kind of more of like setting the setting rather than like listening to the lyrics itself it's like they're all in French and it is about kind of like heartbreak and like how he's like determined to like be with his love even if it's like one-sided or you know not reachable or etc cetera, etc cetera. um mm-hmm. and but that's kind of more what that song to me is for and then you mentioned uh, one other song tony anderson nocturne in paris
is that kind of the same for you as the Patrick Watson song? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a classical piece, so it's, it doesn't have any lyrics or whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's really, it's really good. And it's really, I read a lot of fantasy. And so it kind of sets the mood for that as well. Um, but yeah, it's a similar thing. Very cool. Well, anything else, girls, that you can think of that, you know, think of your friends and other people that you know that are any other examples of bittersweet for you? Nothing else? Okay. Well, thank you for bringing the generational perspective to us today. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a comment. It helps us reach other listeners. We invite you to join us on our Facebook group, Girl Take the Lead, and to visit our new website, girltaketheleadpod.com. We'd love to hear about your bittersweet playlist or movies that transport you to those feelings of longing. Next week, I'm going to look a little bit more at bittersweet. As we've just experienced 4th of July, I wondered if the concept of bittersweetness didn't apply to our concept of patriotism. There are some interesting research I'd like to share, plus some comments I've gathered. Talk to you then. Take care.